0: Hello everybody, uh, I just wanted to let you know that this show, um, it started off a little what what I would consider kind of um, starting with some bad news and I just wanted to preface that because it, it's kind of hard to talk about some of the difficult things and just the things that keep happening that may seem really just unfortunate and man that sucks, I, I, I just really wanted to admit that. Um, but I was very grateful that I could talk about a lot of things, um, with Blarg and I'm so happy and glad that I get to rebound ideas off of him and then, um, just listen to what he has to say about some stuff too, cause it really helps me clear my head about things. And, and as the show went on, uh, the conversation really got better and better. And I really do think that that was, um, really special in the end. And I, I really did like, uh, the talk that we had. Uh, so this was a good episode and I hope that you guys can get something out of it. So without further ado. Oh babe, are you all hyped? You got your tea ready? You ready to get into it? <laughs>
1: I'm, ready get into
0: it. I'm ready to get into it. Ooh. It was Okay. I mean yeah. <laughs> okay we can we can start off with the banter and yeah. stuff again um oh my god <laughs> but I'll, I'll admit like this week has been pretty blue I mean given that 2020 has been whatever this year and I I, I don't think that many people are really enjoying it anyway um I, I don't I, think anyone was enjoying the previous years either I'd say I had a better
1: Artificate of uh, interesting.
0: I'd say I had a better 2018 and 19 to be totally honest um, we could at least go places, uh, but yeah, it was kind of all, it, it seemed like a lot of things were just kind of culminating and leading up to this point anyway, so here we are. Um, I kind of wanted to start off the show at least, um, with, I, I guess, it, I don't know if you consider, I guess you consider it breaking news or just kind of some like somber, not too depressing news, but, um, Grant Imahara, one of the Mythbusters recently passed away and I, I've been starting to feel like it's just been sort of on the back of my mind for the past uh, couple hours now and I was wondering like what were your thoughts on that too
1: I, I enjoyed watching Mythbusters and stuff like that and I think he was a great influence he also did first stuff I haven't really watched into any of the um, like the or Adam's um what is that channel called
0: oh his youtube channel is called Adam Savage's Cave yeah. I think it's called Tested that's one of his big Tester, series. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's Tester, but I haven't really watched any of that. But it, it's kind of sad because he was one of those really big characters, especially in Mythbusters. Is like, um, you know, one of the, f- the five main people on that show, essentially.
0: Yeah, he was really cool. And I. it's so funny because it doesn't seem that long ago, but like when Mythbusters was really popular back in the day and on cable when I used to watch cable I think we were around like in middle school so it was thinking about that group and what they did and how many like fun times they had really made me made me think about um my past in that way about how like it was so cool watching them do all these experiments and blow stuff up and it, it just it, it hit closer to home than I thought it would actually it was kind of Mm-hmm. Kind of strange because you just think, oh, you know, another celebrity or whatever, but it, they were really genuinely uh, cool people. I mean, we're all people. Eventually, I think,
1: <laughs> eventually, entropy will, will take us all.
0: Entropy? Yeah. Yeah, that day comes. Um, vote for giant. Uh, what was it? Giant Meteor? <laughs> uh, yeah. I like that bumper sticker, well. Yeah. I think that was for the yeah. 2016 election. <laughs> I think we gotta update yeah. that bumper sticker to 2020.
1: Uh, no, I think 2020 itself is, it doesn't need a comment. It already is the co-
0: <laughs> It's already a crater. <laughs> it's sucking in yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: just like, oh my god.
0: <laughs> I know, right? It's, 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 I don't know, it's just such a clown show everywhere, and it in a way, though, it, it does make me optimistic, because it's like, oh, okay, here we are in, like, this filter, and all of this, like, crap and crap people and stuff is rising to the surface. And then that's, like, kind of what saturates all the media and stuff. I mean, I mean, I, I guess mean, that's, that's what to, it usually is, right?
1: To, with the same token, too, you gotta, like, take a step back and and maybe look how... Because, I don't know, I, I'm kind of like, skeptical on, like, all and, like... Uh, skeptical of what? But just, like, what is all crap? Like, there's people, are, there is bad people, and, you know, it's good to point them out and stuff like that. But, you know, there's still times to be a little skeptical.
0: No, yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess when it comes to handling yourself on social media and stuff, especially like, if I'm just trying to yes, have...
1: I guess that's, that's what I was really meaning. Yeah, that's what I was really meaning. Like, social media makes makes it really hard to really, like, figure out the true story to see how, like, how crappy a person uh, is. Because sometimes it can, um, like, make them really crappy when in actuality, like, they're really not that bad. I'm not saying that, you know, they're a better person or anything, but it's like, you know, sometimes you can make somebody
0: way better than
1: they they really are or way worse than they really are.
0: Yeah, it it does uh, tend to have that effect when you have the spotlight on you for various reasons and nobody knows anything concrete besides the people involved. So when you make this kind of blown up public event, it's like, well, what do I believe? And I, I think we kind of touched that uh, on that topic um, just at the end of the last show where it, you get these you remember, like you get these highlighted bits and that's all you really have of whatever argument or case that you have when you're trying to figure out what actually happened or what the case is actually. Um. so it, it's really hard to just stay true I think and then get true news and information without picking a side and then getting all tribal on everybody
1: well I mean so and I mean that's a little bit on the person too to kind of like see past it and have that healthy dose of skepticism where it's just like oh like how how true is it to all that stuff like the coronavirus is kind of an example like oh how like, so like some people would argue like oh we're not doing that bad because we don't have that many deaths or whatnot but it's like well at the same time it's like well what's our testing like what's the hospital you know what's our hospital utilization status right now like is it really high and the virus doesn't kill you immediately so like having more people sick me you know could equate to more people dying sooner you know that kind of thing like so like what is a good way to judge where we're at? Because um, you know, there's people that recovered, and I don't, I don't know whether or not they figured out that you can get resurgence of the disease or something. I forget.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, as far as uh, like transparency goes, it seems like nobody knows nothing, and the only facts that I have to rely upon are basically the statements the governor gives out every month to give me the numbers uh of cases that are at least reported yeah. and then that are documented. So that's what I've been relying on in terms of like numerical data. Um everything else is kinda just hearsay and what you feel. Um but I mean to to quickly recap though, I, I do like wish uh Grant Imahara's family and stuff, um, my condolences and everyone who feels for him and whatnot, I just uh, I hope yeah. I hope they're all well. First of all, in such a really trying time. I mean, I know that's been said and again and again, but uh, yeah, I I just um,
1: I, I, yeah, I really hope they 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 do alright and stuff. Mm. I've yeah. even
0: been um like watching it's all these. Still super young. That's kind of just out of the blue. Yeah, it was oh. a brain hemorrhage. I believe. Out of the blue, and he was only 49, so that really does go yeah. to show that. Uh, it's sometimes freak stuff just happens and it, it it seems like this year was just an entire accident because i guess what you consider an accident is just a series of a lot of unfortunate events one after another so <laughs> yeah it's just a uh, really tough and um i guess yeah related to the covid news though we did have this one <laughs> i threw in one of these articles about uh <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Florida emerges as world's new epicenter of COVID nineteen, and notice how they said world, not just America.
1: I mean, so
0: what's what's
1: the actual numbers for it
0: though? Uh, let's see. I'm gonna try Are and comparing it off of. Um as of July 30th on Wednesday Florida reportedly reported nearly 10,000 new cases and there are nearly 220,500 positive cases statewide. Um so mm. yeah, go America. We're we're basically leading the the high score the charge for most cases actually. But I did hear um uh, some really awesome news at least for some time being perpetuated from Uh, the way that New Zealand has been handling their borders and how they've just they've basically shut down but they're actually reopening a lot of their services and restaurants now and they're getting back to normalcy Um, well besides the whole not letting anybody in obviously but that that is definitely what I saw like in a tweet a while ago Um, they quoted like this is what winning looks like and that was so cool Like, I hope a lot of other people take close notes and attention to what they're doing, because if anything, I don't want to shame any other country or state or governor or whatever. It's, like, just pay attention to what these people that are making things work, what they're doing, and implement that. Yeah. Um, Because even, like, there's still no cure. There's nothing really, again, like, concrete about what the treatments are other than, like, um, I heard <laughs> even on a few podcasts like people don't emphasize enough that uh, immunity and your general health is really important to keep up. So if you maintain a, a solid level of intaking vitamins, I heard vitamin D is very potent and useful for um, managing the virus. Um, a few doctors on uh, other podcasts have had like le- lengthy interviews on at least um, inklings of trying to understand how to at least equip your body before you know going out and before um tackling all these other diseases and illnesses that are basically surrounding covid even though we have nothing concrete it's it's a step in the right direction and i think that is not highlighted enough um yeah we should (laughs) take care of your body and like make sure we're just generally healthy and take your vitamins um that was the main message I was hearing from a lot of different sites that just somehow didn't permeate the social media or the news that I've seen so far.
1: Uh, again, it's it's like we just got to keep staying informed and um, just keeping an ear to, you know, the research and stuff like that. Because it's, it's going to change it, and then... We kind of have to embrace the change a little bit, too, because it's all developing news. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: For sure. It could be like,
1: oh, yeah, we thought about, you know, we thought it was this, but it's actually this. And uh. some people, you
0: know, some people are upset, like, if it completely is a uh, complete change. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we definitely won't be living, like, the way we have normally. That's totally, I think that's totally understood. I mean... Um, at least between me and you, <laughs> but I've been seeing all these other just odd cases of people like still refusing to wear masks, and that seems to be another kind of controversy about
1: yeah. So it's
0: their so, freedoms, you know.
1: So that one's weird because there's like and there's like a couple of views you can take it. So like there's one where it's like you can you can view it as more of um they're a consent they're a consenting adult they you know what you're we've told you what the policies are mm-hmm. but understand the consequences if a business requires you to wear a mask and you decide not to they have all the right to not serve you exactly and, and it's like go ahead and so you know reading the uh, reading the consequences but a counter to that is like well What about, you know, the general populace? You got all these people not wearing masks around here, and you could say that they're putting in endangerment to the populace. Yeah. They're just going out willy-nilly, while other people are, like, you know, wearing a mask and trying to be as safe as possible. And that seems very um, unjust in some ways. It, so it's it, I think so. Weird area. Yeah, it, and it's, it's kind of this weird area. It's like, oh... Yeah, they, they have their own freedoms and say and whatever they want to do, blah, blah, blah. But it's also like, at the same time, it's like, well, you're also putting in endangerment to all these other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a, there's a lot of ways to like, look, there's, there's a few ways to look at it and, you know, how, how do we go about upholding
0: either one? Like, for the most part, I personally haven't uh, met anybody who has had COVID either and that, that isn't, like, an argument to say, like, well, if I haven't met anybody, then I guess I'm safe and everyone around me is safe, you know? Uh, that's some contact tracing right there. But it, it's still about the greater good, right? It, it, even if nobody in your entire neighborhood has the virus, it's, like, still good practice. And I think it's a, it sometimes comes down to morality, Um and like it really shows like what kind of character people have, uh, what they are in times of crisis like this, and how willing they they are to you know sacrifice a little bit of comfort for the betterment of everyone around them. That's like uh, I think it it's definitely a test, and it's a it's a show of character, and it's like oh this this is like the where you get this filter that I mentioned a little bit earlier where. It's so like you're seeing the people kind of rise to the top that are, are kind of beholden to, like, good or bad judgment. Um, that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I just, I, I really want to get through all this kind of, like, crappy news. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but it's still stuff that's, like, relevant, and I still want to cover it and not necessarily be silent about certain topics that's even a little touchy or something just because I want to be transparent about a lot of things that are happening, um, you know, that are topical uh even on twitter i i would say i personally reserve a lot of judgment um like i won't tweet about a lot of things that are current events other than like what i post like for you know like personal doodles and stuff that you um you guys have seen from me before um but like engaging again with the social media is a really tricky battleground it's like the twitter war zone (laughs) i wouldn't Side
1: note, what's no, up? Maybe maybe I'm like miscontext on like what was it hash like the hashtag,
0: um, no follower artist or something. Oh, nobody oh. artist. Yeah, that was that's been going around for I think like the past week or two now.
1: So I wanna I wanna highlight that. What constitute as like a large artist? Um, it's so people. Some people are like, oh, oh yeah, you know, seven k. And it's kind of like, and you know, other people are like, well, no, if it's less than two hundred. And it's like, well, there isn't really a definitive number, though. And I think that this kind of highlights kind of the point that you mentioned before too, where it's just like, just do art. And maybe, maybe I'm missing the context of like the concern or like the the, the concern of that hashtag. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, just use the hashtag and put your art out there. And just keep doing art. It's going to be a slow beginning, but keep doing art, keep improving, and just keep at it. And you know, other people it's, it, it can be exponential. Yeah. I mean, Markiplier didn't, Markiplier didn't end up with, you know, how many million he has. PewDiePie didn't end up with million or essentially YouTube in a day.
0: Yeah, no, that's, I agree with that. Like, completely because the one thing that i i see this kind of going down two two ways and how it's useful and it's sort of um i see it self-deprecating in a way because when you use that hashtag um nobody artist or anything you're you're admitting to yourself that you are only worth like your follower count or whatever arbitrary uh, measure of worth you're given based on again like you know like what people think of you and yeah that's totally bs um but it's definitely a motivator in a way where it's like to put yourself out there is really hard and to then gain confidence in yourself and know that the people that like your stuff that you're sharing is worth, you know, your salt in your own skill is like a whole nother level of like confidence. Um, so I don't think that people should use that hashtag as a way of like actually valuing yourself or gauging your self-worth in the art sphere. Um, use it as a tool because I, 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 I'll fully disclose, like I, I found recently a handful of artists that I was looking at their portfolios that they were submitting through the hashtag. And I was like, what the, like, how do these people not have a billion followers, you know? And then that's, that's the portion that really got my attention where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm sort of grateful that this hashtag exists because I wouldn't have seen this artist otherwise you know uh, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I think
1: uh, maybe that's where the gripe is is where you know or where this arbitrary numbered limit yeah is place. Nice, but it's kind of arbitrary it's not really set in stone because what if it's um oh what, what's a blizzard artist actually
0: um I know a recent one, I don't know if he's a part of Blizzard, but he was one that was dropping some freaking baller um furry related art and his name was Neskane. I think that, I think that's right, Neskane N-E-S-S-K-A-I-N-E or whatever. Um, but he's super cool and I love his art. Um he's like really, really talented and you can see his skill level is really high. Um, but he did a couple of, like, lewd and just regular, like, super cool, um, like, thick anthropomorphic, like, furry art, and they were, like, super big, buffy, like, uh, werewolf dudes, and everyone loved it in the community. Um, he recently, I think about a year or two ago, picked up a job, I think it was for Blizzard or something, um, some video game, um, company. I guess
1: the, I guess the point I was getting at, is was just, like, you know, there's what was that? I guess that the, I just, I couldn't, and it could be just because I'm not looking into the hashtag too much. And that's kind of like from an outside perspective, just seeing it like crop up is like, there's it's not really the definitive number and just do art and just like use that as a tool to put yourself out there. Not to, yeah. Like you mentioned, like value, I guess put your.
0: Put your uh, work out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, like just put your work out there and let others, you know, put value to it and watch you and watch you grow or whatnot to their to their liking. Not something that is like,
0: you know, competing with others. Yeah. No. Yeah. That, okay. Uh, yeah, you touched on a really like.
1: It. So the, the, yeah, there's like a friend. There's there's friendly competition, and and yes, you know, this competition. But there's also competition. Like, you know in a community and it can be healthy or unhealthy and like to go at each other is kind of unhealthy in a community sense.
0: That's really true because I think when you view other people as competition in a way if that's motivating that's cool that you can stick with that as long as you want um, you might even do better and improve because you find that valuable to to sort of strive to be better than other people and i'll admit i have a little bit of that kind of like go-getter attitude and i i can i can vibe with that um but wh- yeah you don't really want to view other people as competition in a way where it's like you're not willing to at least have friends along the way too um it, it can be really hard Oof. to kind of shoulder Oof. that burden <laughs> at least in my I opinion
1: key to, like, just watch yourself is, like, not to, like, compare yourself, but, like, view, like, you, yeah, I guess you have to kind of change the angle because you don't want to compare yourself so harshly to where you, you know, yeah, um,
0: would you say that's sort I of should... victimizing yourself, where it's like, boohoo, I'm I'm not popular, I'm not. Okay, so I mean, if you do it in that,
1: sense, if you do it in that sense, it can be kind of victimizing. But what I mean is, like, if you compare yourself to others, they're like super successful, like super harsh to the point where you like kind of um, lose self esteem. Yeah, I do that you need, all the time. It needs, <laughs> yeah. You need to give you know, like you need to find a fine balance between like. You know, like, oh, this is somebody that I look up to and, like, really, you know, either like their style or, like, the way they do their... They handle their their pieces of work and stuff like that and do in a way that's a very positive action. Because when it starts going into negative action, maybe you t- take a step back and, like, do something for yourself and l- look at what you have done and where you came from. That... To, that yeah. is, like, kind of a reminder. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, this is way better than it was before. And, like, seek to... Continue to do improvement.
0: So, you know, not to co- don't compare to um, like your inspirations all the time.
1: Yeah, don't don't compare to others, but use them as a you know as a tool to like learn from and to like grow. I guess I don't know. There there was there was probably a better wording for that, but. Eh.
0: No, I, 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 totally got that message because something that I learned, you know, from my like four years of trying to get better at art and <laughs> still trying, um, when, when I heard this broken down by like Jordan Peterson before, and it's, it's, it's where, um, when you have your judgment so incredibly high that you feel like you'll never be able to reach them, it's really crushing. So your judgment your judgments because you care about something often can hinder you or it can hurt you personally and that's a really rough challenge to yeah like you said find that find that balance so it's sort of it's a real kick in the pants <laughs> like it really makes you humbled every once in a while where it's like damn I'm I, I don't know anything <laughs> even though you you look back at all your years of work and it's like no I've come a long way actually like. Like, that's something to be proud of and beholden to.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but (laughs) I can go into art talk and, like, personal growth for hours on end. Um, but...
1: (laughs) And, And, and like, another thing, too, like, with this podcast, or besides these tree bark, um... I guess what what, what is the segment? Did,
0: I don't really know what I've been this calling no, like, it. I kind of call it weeklies because it's still weekly content. Okay, so yeah, far,
1: you know, so not for the weeklies, but the actual creator creator content section of Tree Bark. Mm-hmm. And that's what it, uh, you know, that kind of what it what it's supposed to be is kind of like a way to like see where what it's like to be those artists from all those different backgrounds doing all these different stuff and like. I kind of ask them the basic question of, you know, where, where they get started and, you know, even what helped them along the way, like just to learn all these different backgrounds and, that, and if in some ways, maybe that's like a best way to combat, um, comparison is actually like being able to find those people to talk to and figure out where they started from. Yeah. I, I don't, like, you know, like even maybe get a mentor along the way, from one of them or just keep keep a bunch of notes about them
0: <laughs> oh would you take me under your wing <laughs> to help me fly some some people <laughs> some people don't mind mentoring yeah that's a well, that's a huge undertaking too like
1: having so like especially on like certain jobs that are very complex men, just mentoring in general is like probably one of or the best tools for people because it and especially if you have a really good mentor even you can learn from bad mentors too if you um, can recognize it but like good mentors can provide so much information and like lead you in the path to success or you know at least lead you to the water to drink from
0: yeah and I think that's something I think that's something that's so like uh, undervalued at least in this day and age from what I've seen where it's like like you think about the great artists and like great minds of like you know the past of like da vinci and um galileo or anything like that they probably had a mentor they had somebody who they could like stand on the shoulders of and then you know their like their legacy is history and it, it <laughs> i don't know if you can i guess college and other forms of like trades and stuff do help with that but i was thinking of like that kind of archaic style of i'm gonna have one person and they're gonna be like my my go-to figure for learning this craft, and we're going to spend hours together in a workshop, and we're going to just focus on, like, crafting marble or something, you know? And it's like, that's like the kind of, like, craftsmanship level of, like, dedication I like to see. Um, but I don't really know if that's viable for, like, this day and age for every single person.
1: Um I mean, it, it, again, it depends on person to person. Not everyone needs a mentor and they do fine without one, and then other people are, like keeping an open mind to having a mentor and, you know, succeed well with it. So it's just based on um, people's needs because everyone has different levels of needs and, like, what would help them out the most. Everyone has different learning styles also.
0: Yeah, and that's what's, I think, I guess another tangent, like, what schools would have trouble with um, handling because if you have a classroom of 30 to 40 people, how are you going to take care of each individual's needs and instead you're going to blanket teach you're gonna you're gonna have one lesson and then that should just apply to everybody one size fits all kind of motto and i guess that's always been a very hard challenge for a lot of institutes um i i've been personally thinking about like well what's the best resource we have the internet you know like past figures in in like a hundred years ago never had that resource before um well the the thing with the internet is like it's it is a grand tool. So is our,
1: you know, the phones that allow us to access it. It's just the Internet of Things in general. Mm-hmm. I think aware of it is This is a lot of I I could say call it white noise essentially. And you again, that's going to have to be a teaching also. It's like how do you avoid all this white noise or manipulation and like figure out you know where to actually get your data from. I yeah, I found like that... good good calls and stuff like that because you can get anywhere. You can even get the wildest, like, um, information and could claim that's true, even though there's other information that is, com- <laughs> says that, no, that's ridiculous.
0: Don't you wish that there was, um, I mean, I only had, like, a uh, high school and a few years of college experience, but I don't know if there was, there, w- there were any lessons or classes that was, like, okay, this class is dedicated to sorting BS. And like validating information. and I guess that comes down to citing sources and whatnot like I've done before.
1: Yeah, I think this, that might that might start from a little bit of like college
0: or uh college writing classes. Mm-hmm. And when you do yeah, research papers are... and stuff, you can look for valid resources, first first secondary sources and whatnot.
1: Yeah. And like all the other classes will help out on that. But yeah, the the you know, like I think what, right? English one oh one supposed to give you the basic layout of whatever particular freaking um research right or or paper writing that Mm -hmm.
0: they want to use school even with that kind of like help like don't you feel like um the internet as a whole is really still even even though we're refining and we're still getting more polished websites and social media it it still very much feels like (laughs) maybe not 4chan level of like anonymity and randomness but the internet is still pretty much the wild west what do you think about like the the whole um, I guess database as, as a general whole like for reference
1: <laughs> it's, it's interesting I don't, I don't know they, there's just so much about the internet that can be used from it that it's just kind of all over the place
0: I, I would personally, like, just to tie it to a personal example and use case, um, when I first started looking at art and wanting to say, like, hey, I want to get better at this thing, um, I was already out of college. I only had a couple years of art experience from high school, and none of that helped me. <laughs> I took ceramics in college. I don't know why the heck I did that. Um, but basically no fundamental understanding. And then through Twitter, I found one artist to... Uh, I'm sure a lot of furries know him um he goes by kihu um i believe that's his uh regular username or kihu club he's another artist on twitter and uh he just recommended um he got some people asking like oh what what did you learn from and then he started off with just basic uh head proportions and that's how i got recommended the uh andrew loomis figure drawing book and that one book stemmed a whole bunch of uh <laughs> purchases Um, of other textbooks without any recommendation that was just me trying to learn more on my own Uh, so having the internet as a resource when you know I think this is the sort of caveat you have to sift through that white noise when you know what you're interested in and then that reduces the amount of um, just flurry of information to at least focus in on what you want to get better at and that, that was never exclusively taught to me in any school and that's what i had to just learn on my own and f- keep falling on my face time after time for um so yeah the internet is is crazy it's a double-edged sword because it's as much as you want to get into like the luxurious like entertainment value of the internet you can waste multiple lifetimes on online on youtube videos on more than lifetimes I probably, i'm pretty sure the internet
1: <laughs> already filled up
0: what is it? Like, the human... I don't know. I heard something like the human brain, can, like, has, like, four petabytes or something of storage, uh, given all of our neurons or whatever. I, I totally got that wrong, but, um... It, it It's pretty massive, but it's not limitless. <laughs> and, yeah, we've got way more content out there than you'll ever be able to consume, so just keep that in mind. There's way more
1: content that's ever visible because of, like, uh...
0: Darknet and like the portion of the internet that's not really. Public. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so. No, it. I know I'm so naive to that. What is the dark web? What is what what is considered the dark um, web? Uh
1: you don't have to look that one
0: up. Let... <laughs> you know what I will I will look up the definition right now. Dark web. web. But it's it, there's this. Let's see. Okay, so Google defines it as a noun. Dark web is the part of the world wide web that is only accessible by means of special software allowing users and website operators to remain anonymous or untraceable. So it's just an anonymity related um, search engine, I guess. Is the dark web illegal? (laughs) Oh boy. I guess it's just a way of probably doing very shady things, hence dark web stuff, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I,
1: the, but there, there's like portions that are like unseen, and then you know there's there's public, and then you got other websites and stuff like that. So it's just ridiculously massive. <laughs>
0: yeah. What if you could? Oh man, I can't wait for the day for for VR chat to be the equivalent of like looking at the internet in person. That'd be wild. The internet market of places.
1: Yeah, I mean, kind of is a little bit
0: getting there that's for sure um yeah we are <laughs> on yeah. on other i guess i don't know do you want to oh i guess how did we structure it before we had a video game related uh news and content um it, huh what was that
1: yeah just just giggling a little
0: bit At what what did i say
1: <laughs> uh the structure uh
0: yeah, I mean, cause I don't want yeah, to lament
1: things, and they're moving <laughs> moving on to other news stuff. There's don't... quite a few news articles that are semi interesting.
0: I mean, my transitions are you know so smooth. Um, I just I just kind of oh. wanted to get over the, <laughs> I just wanted to get over the really <laughs> the really kind of negative stuff that, you know, I still want to talk about the real stuff that's happening. But oh man, it, it sometimes just makes me so blue. Um. You know, keep some levity and stuff. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh great. I got you. Uh I got you. uh
1: no, it's the game section.
0: Uh yeah, it can be. Uh if you like. I was I, the only game that I have any like brain cells left to do besides um like uh, VR chat and whatnot is uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. It's a, I think it's like a 2014 game. I don't know when it came out, but I recently picked it up on Switch and it's really good. It's really pretty. It's a platformer, 2D uh, side-scroller. That's, I guess I guess some would call it uh, slightly Metroidvania. And upcoming uh, later, we have actually a review from Hattie. Um, he was very excited and has high-end energy in his upcoming review, so stay tuned.
2: Uh, hey, so, um, it's me. Today we're gonna talk about. uh. Hori 2? Will of the Wisps? It's a kind of Metroidvania style game that's pretty pretty. I think both the combat and the platforming is really good. There's a bunch of improvements over the first one, like the game just auto saves instead of having just annoying save points, which works in some games, like Symphony of the Night or Bloodstained, but. So, in this game, which has more involved platforming, combat's pretty good. Any game that shows damage numbers is good. Uh, There's lots of good porn of the main character. There's an artist called Warden something, I think it's Warden 2007. Uh, they just draw a shit ton of quarry as a dude, screwing Fidget from dust as a dude, and it's really great. Okay, bye bye.
0: Um, so yeah, there was that, uh, (laughs) I, I've been thoroughly enjoying Ori so far. I've played about like an hour into the game and beat the first, uh, main stage and I'm moving on to the next world. Uh, so if you love good music and really touching and very cute, uh, characters, by all means play Ori. Um, have there been any more games that uh, you've been into? I know you just recently repurchased Death Stranding for PC now. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm a little bit of a fanboy, I, so like, yeah, okay. So <laughs> I'll, I'll still preface it. Yeah, the game the gameplay is kind of a little dorky. Like, yes, you're delivering packages, but I really thoroughly enjoy
0: the story and what you're, it represents. You're pizza like boy. That. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a
1: yeet stranding. Just Whoa. throw shit. All the time.
0: So, did you fully beat it on the PS4 when it first came out? Uh, I think I was like. there. What was the reason for picking it up on PC? Is there, like, graphic fidelity improvements?
1: No. Yeah. A little bit? Like the game. Higher FPS, I would imagine? Yeah, so all the FPSs are higher except the cinema. The cinema's capped at 60, but that's kind of normal for a lot of... um, games, I get Well, I mean, that
0: used to be kind of normal for a lot of games, where they you know, cat that sixty, kind of like what Halo did. Are cinema scenes like the in-game graphics, or different pre-rendered cutscenes?
1: I don't know, actually. That's a good question. I didn't, didn't think about that. I don't know. I would like to think there
0: because <laughs> I
1: would think we've kind, of, we've kind of gotten to a point where, like, the game graphics are really good, that you can use it for, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, we've come a long way from, like, Pong. That's for sure. <laughs> it's almost indistinguishable <laughs> from real life sometimes.
1: Yeah, so, like, just having all those, like, cut cinemas that are in-game cutscenes are pretty crazy. And I think that's super cool that we're able to do that and have that much fi- uh, fidelity.
0: They even had that, um... I, I- I recall a couple weeks ago, or even a month ago, there was a Unity 5 engine demo where they had, like, really ultra-photorealistic graphics. Was that on PS5, actually? Was that? No. What was that... Are you talking about Unity or, um, Unreal? Oh, sorry, it was Unreal Engine. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And so Unreal
1: has some really good stuff going, too.
0: Is... W- when they have that type of engine set up, I, I know nothing about that type of stuff, so, like... Um, If you could enlighten me, like when when people are optimizing that type of software or that type of platform for games, is it that it's it runs more efficiently on hardware, existing hardware? Or is it something that newer hardware like the new 2080 or the new 3080 TI graphics card is going to be able to take advantage of?
1: I'm no game engine engineer and I'm not really familiar in that realm of work so I don't have an answer or like an educated answer for that, to be honest
0: yeah it's super technical and I, w- I would love to talk to maybe like one of your friends or a software engineer sometime because I mean I, I do like oh, no I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I have anybody that's a uh... super into the really technical side of the nitty-gritty computer game like stuff
1: that the game or no like the
0: the game developers i don't i don't think i know
1: any game developers as far as i know yeah uh maybe that i recognize as a game or remember as a game developer i don't i don't recall
0: yeah (laughs) that's okay i would imagine that uh definitely though as time goes on um the graphics are just going to improve and improve until we hit the singularity and it's like oh Life is a simulation. I don't know what my purpose and meaning is anymore. <laughs> hey, babe, we're going to get VR in the Matrix. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, I wanted to mention this, too. I don't know if anybody else out there has had this syndrome. Um, one of our other friends did. But when I, I already, I talked to you about this already before when, when uh, mm. you showed me. But so when I first got into VR on, I think it was Half-Life Alex. Yeah, I think that was the game. So I was on um, Blarg's uh valve index and he first got alex and beat the game in like a day and then i was gonna try it a little bit (laughs) so (laughs) so um i mean that's how you can tell it's a really good game and it really is it's it's really fantastic and it's super well polished for a vr game it set the new standard for all of vr games as far as i'm aware Um, but when I, when I got into the world and I was picking up some things and I was doing some actions and playing around with the gun, shooting some of those head crabs, um, when I stepped out of VR, the whole experience still kind of continued when I didn't have the headset on. So when I was looking at my hands in front of me, I was like, these, these aren't my hands. I, I, it felt like some kind of like weird phantom limb, limb syndrome. And didn't Bluey actually have that feeling? For a little bit,
1: yeah, I, yeah, I think he did when I mean, he was playing VR. He kind of had the weird <laughs> phantom limb stuff going on, and I was just like, uh, huh. Have you never experienced that though? No, I, I I, don't know. I like to think that I have a good sense of uh
0: reality. <laughs> wow, okay, it was just so trippy, and like it was unlike anything that I've ever felt before. Where it's like, this, like, I could touch my I, hand. I don't
1: know, it just, it just kind of amazes me that you guys had. That kind of feeling.
0: Because it was the one-to-one nature. Like, there's a difference between having a Wii remote in your hand with a ball as an avatar when you're, like, Wii U bowling or whatever. Um, (laughs) But, but, like, having the remote... I mean,
1: that isn't strapped to your face and you're not looking at the ball in 3D. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah it, it's a whole different level like if we're talking about finger tracking on the controller when it like has that sleeve that just hangs on your hand so you don't even have to grip it all the time I think that's what threw me off so when you see your fingers being manipulated like digit by digit and seeing it contract and you can like stick the middle finger if you wanted or you can do like a shaka or like the rock on symbol and stuff like it it's just so good <laughs> and that's what's so scary sometimes um, but uh, yeah, I could, I keep, I feel like I keep dipping into VR because it's getting more and more relevant as time goes on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's been that's been good stuff. Uh, I don't know if you want to linger on that too much longer.
1: No, I mean, VR, VR is a really interesting experience and it's a good time, and you can get lost into it. If, you... <laughs> if... you you know, you stay in it for
0: a while and then you come out of it and you're like, wow, that was an experience. That's kind of what I was... (laughs) Like I don't want to dip it and relate it into like oh man that's just escape escapism or whatever like oh the kids they're just you know like whenever something new was invented it's like oh man the kids they can't get off of the the radio they just invented it and like oh my gosh they're gonna stop TV reading or and then yeah the TV you invented it's like oh man they're not they're gonna they're not gonna pay attention anymore and then when 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 video games came into the scene it's like oh man nobody's gonna look at each other on the bus and like video well, games cause violence babe yeah really? I mean. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, that, that Tetris, play, oh, it gets my I, when blood I, when boiling.
1: i want to play VR, VR, chat, I'm just, I'm just gonna stab somebody, immediately.
0: I also heard that that's why we have sports, and games in general, as a species, because it's like a simulation of war, that we all kinda like, get our angst out in, and, you know, you even that's form tribes, and you form teams.
1: That's an interesting thought. Where'd you, I'm kinda curious. No, mm. there.
0: Yeah, you can probably look up a lot of articles on that, but, um, yeah, I, I've definitely heard it more than once on occasion, like um through some articles and uh, some science uh, breakdowns and stuff through YouTube, where uh, we humans we simulate games. To I mean, since ancient Roman times, you know, in the Colosseum, where we want to see things play out and battle to the death. To even if nobody's actually dying in this case, you know, you just have a team that either wins. Or loses after all of these challenges of like throwing your best your best soldiers your best uh nfl players your quarterback and whatnot your all of these things like lead up to a point of where something breaks and then you have a, a victor and a loser and that's what that's what people are so hyped for we have this like innate need to i, I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty of like those facts and whatnot but like, yeah, there's, there's just generally that drive to just have a, like a simulated fight and that's really engaging and it's enjoying and it gets people motivated. And like, I mean, I think it translates across all of these different platforms for games, video games, uh, role playing, all of these things are really tied into, um, are really like lizard brain natures and like primal, um, you know, like platitudes, um, that's it's crazy and it's super fascinating too i i always love getting into like any more info i can get in about that uh type of stuff um but as far as uh (laughs) kind of dialing back uh as yeah as far as uh video games and stuff um i've just been focusing on one game at a time uh a little bit of vr chat here and there to hang out with the bay and then um podcasting vrc I really want to do that. One day I will have a virtual room scanned based off of a real room. Or... or you can go find one of those VR chat worlds to... Do they have booths of, like, microphones? Th- I think they do. I mean, if you looked
1: at Pikapedi when he made that the, uh, parody on Joe Rogan.
0: <laughs> and then that one Shiba shot himself in the head. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah what the hell uh, that'd be really cool um, I don't know I guess I would want like more of a I wonder if uh, I'm sure there are there are environment creators too that you could probably commission in VR because I mean we both got commissioned uh, models of our Sonas so that was really cool um, I don't know if we talked about that actually but yeah we both um, Blarg and I we have our own fursuit virtual fursuits essentially and that's really they're really cute and uh, shout outs to Red Wolfie. Um, you can find him on Twitter he's really cool uh, really good artist um, and then uh, what was it um, so in VR uh, I guess maybe we could do an episode that'll actually be streamed from the in game cameras <laughs> we could do an episode like that Be interesting
1: <laughs> or you can set up a stream camera and make it look like uh, it's set up or something you just don't move your character too much.
0: Yeah, I think you can... Can you set up multiple cameras? I think you can, right? Like, up to three? do uh,
1: Don't. I don't have an answer for you on that one. That, we'd have to look that up. But anyways.
0: Yeah, I think you can. And then they're like little dots. And then all you really need is, like, a, because there's no in-game recorder, you can do a stream to your PC and then uh, capture the footage through your PC. Uh, so that's a. Yeah. that's a quick way to do it. Um, definitely in the pipeline sometime. Uh, As far as other um news and stuff, I don't think that we really have much to cover other than some dank memes, if you want to start with that.
1: Uh, which dank memes do
2: we got
0: today? Um, did you want to start off with the dog one? I mean, your little, the little I mean animation it's not right? really a dank meme, though. It's what? a cute it's a cute animation it's it it's on Twitter it's a uh, by small boo animation yeah
1: and it's kind of like this adult talking to a kid and it's in the form of uh just a big dog talking to their pup
0: Here, I, can, really I can play a snippet of it I think it'll record on my end but I'm not sure if it'll come through for you so we can test that right now actually uh so let's get this going. Kids playing. Hey, them.
2: Hi, hey. hi. How are you? How are you doing today?
0: I a lion. Can you tell me about that?
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, are you are you a lion? A lion. A lion. You're a lion. I. That's yeah. not what <laughs> I. Oh. Wow. Wow.
0: Oh my gosh. So, um, I don't know if you wanted to give the rundown or the explanation. Uh,
1: so, pretty much, it's just like this really, it's just a super cute animation. And it's just kind of like one of those really, like, kiddish conversations where you'd, like, have a, a somewhat logical conversation with a kid. And, you know, they, they um, highlight to specific words. And it's just uh, kind of just cute in general.
0: Yeah, they're like and they're, uh, they're animated. Plays out. Yeah, they're animated as two little doggies, and <laughs> it's really adorable. They're like little uh, doggies imposed on the real life background with a uh, real life audio, I guess, from their real lives.
1: <laughs> Something, but it's just overly adorable
0: yeah it'll it'll definitely melt your heart oh my gosh um what else will be uh melting your heart i don't know i mean okay i'm kind of torn on this meme but the cake meme that's been kind of taking over the internet <laughs> um where everything is cake i love it it's
1: kind of <laughs> i love it
0: it is definitely some chaotic, evil energy vibing right there. Hey,
1: <laughs> yeah, babe, are you cake?
0: Can Don't. I, can I, can I <laughs> launch
1: on you? Will, you? will you taste like cake?
0: I made that tweet where it's like, the only cake I want to see on my timeline better be real thick, juicy, furry ass. <laughs> and, I
1: mean, uh, that's definitely a good cake, but, like, can you cut it Will it be cake?
0: Uh, you can definitely eat it. That's uh, that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. I saw this one
1: one meme where this this dude was just watching all these cake videos and like everything getting cut, and then, <laughs> and then he looks over at his pillow and he starts freaking out and he starts squeezing it. And then he, like, it puts turn- his hand on the screen, and there's cake on his hand.
0: Yeah, everything turns out to be cake from his, uh, to be cake from his realization. And then there's this, yeah. like, super dramatic music building up as he slowly starts to see everything turn to cake. And then, um, <laughs> he grabs his own ass, and then it's cake. Oh my god. Then he took a huge bite, it was so funny. Oh my gosh. Um... And it's so funny that this meme also kind of relates to this other cutting of... Like, what's with food and then just people cutting it and then, like, it being really weird? Um, There's a Food Insider clip on Twitter, and it shows this... What looks to be, like, a honey-glazed roasted ham, and it looks so damn delicious. But it's watermelon. And watermelon would probably still taste hella delicious not not gonna lie I know it's so I think it just, it just throws me off because it has a deceptive nature about it where it's like oh it's a thing that I didn't think it was but it is and like, I, I thought would
1: put my face into that I would I would cut you, off the little piece of that watermelon <laughs> and then take the bigger portion
0: did you say you you put your face into that
1: yeah I would put my face into that watermelon
0: it looks so squishy like I, it doesn't even look like watermelon meat and and if you if you didn't tell me that it was watermelon I wouldn't have believed you um even until you taste it in your mouth <laughs> yeah it, it's so crazy and I guess that's what's what the appeal is for that type of food right because it looks like meat but it's like it looks like it has like that marbly texture in the meat and you cut it it looks like it folds over like meat it's so crazy but yeah it's definitely definitely not meat um, the person who ate it's it, cake. yeah, no, I better, no, <laughs> I don't even like regular cake. Like, wait, what? Like, you know, if you go to a birthday party, like one after the other with all of your cousins and then like, it's just the same old uh, icing from I get, Safeway. I
1: guess. I guess I can see where you get tired of it. Yeah, I understand that. But and then,
0: like maybe a cupcake. You know what? That that's what I like. You know when like somebody brings home a big pan of cupcakes and it's all individually portioned, and then they they have the like the really nice cream cheese icing that's not totally just sugar, even though it pretty much is, but it's not as sweet. I like that. Like that is so good. And it's only the little cupcake, so when I take my slice, I'm not taking any more or less than I really want to enjoy, you know? Yeah. It's 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 cake. Uh, it, it it's always been cake. cake. It's
1: it's always been cake. Just like that space meme. It's always
0: it's always been space. See, uh, <laughs> I, I think, love that one. I, I
1: love the space meme too, because it's freaking
0: dumb yeah it's another good one um the well actually yeah to wrap up the cake it one always has been the that just goes to show like the cake really is a lie no matter what it is and then uh yeah the, the two astronauts one I mean, has been going around too i mean is it really a lie if everything's cake is oh so maybe Nobody cake is, is actually lie. more of the truth Exactly. So there's actually the truth in everything, and the everything just turns out to be cake. Mm, that's a moist one. You know what?
1: But I love the word moist. I was terrorizing somebody with the word moist earlier in VRC. It was great. Oh, it wasn't uh, Damon
0: this time? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. It was Discover. I
1: was oh, harassing okay. Discover.
0: Oh, he doesn't like moist either?
1: No, I built up to it. So I built up to the reason why he doesn't like moist. It was good.
0: I like it because the word moist has that power to not only make you hear the sound, but feel it. Moist. Oh, man. Like, it just got five degrees more humid in here.
1: I apologize to anyone listening to this.
0: Yeah, we just uh, lost er- uh, like half of the chat, so it's it's fine. It's, it's- okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. They, they got too moist from this. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm not sorry though. Not, I'm not. Wow. Yeah, it's okay.
1: So yeah the, the space, meme. space uh, meme.
0: yeah. So you have the one astronaut who's taking this uh global look or the look at the globe of Earth, and he they they come to the epiphany where it's like, oh, it's it's all just there. That's all of us, you know. And then you have the <laughs> you have the second astronaut with a gun pointed to his head, always has been. So it's like the truth realized.
1: Uh, I've been using that meme format a little too much. I was messing around with some people.
0: Uh, I like the ass one. That's funny. Um, where it's just a giant, oh, yeah, the, this a the giant furry one. yeah, this is a giant furry ass, and then it's like, oh, it's it's all ass, always it's has like, been. <laughs> So you know
1: which? What's that? Never. What <laughs> what right, yeah, oh yeah, that's what it was on his suit too. The dude had uh, symbols of uh, breasts on his suit, and the
0: other dude had a uh, booty on his. If you look closely at the art, symbols of breasts and booty. What is this meme? No, the with the the furry one, the one that the space furry one. Oh, I'd even you, notice that.
1: You look at the shoulder patches, yeah.
0: What does that mean, though? I don't get it.
1: What do you, What do you mean?
0: What is What is the the breasts and the shoulder patches mean? Uh, in that in the space meme? Yeah. He's at ass for tits, babe. Oh. Oh my God! That's what it was saying. Are you a butt or are you a boob kind of kind of dude? Right? Oh, I thought it was okay. I was reading into this way differently. Oh my God! I thought it was saying like, oh, everything is just stupid. It's all ass, right? Always has been (laughs) ass. No, I didn't know that. No. Uh. Oh my gosh, you! I love you, but. Oh okay. Ah. I, you can be my meme lord. It's fine. <laughs>
1: no, I'm not
0: that high enough <laughs> level to be a meme lord.
1: Nor, nor do I des- nor do I seek to deserve such title. I'm but, but a meme jester. My friend, we're <laughs> friends stuck in Japan. Oh my. He's he either that or he's meme god. Whoa, title. Oh.
0: That's a uh, that's close to edgelord lord. Yeah, he is an edgelord. Oh, damn. Uh, he's, he's got two statis, statisies. Yeah.
1: No, actually, I take back, uh, meme god. I'll just give him edgelord.
0: <laughs> oh, that's just a, that's just a surname. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sir edgy. Sir Ed, yeah. Sir edge a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Oh, uh, I guess in terms of this driving away from memes, but going into news. So there's a couple oh, okay. of th- um, uh, and it's probably surging through the, or through some of the other news sites too, but so Tesla dropped uh, 3k on their price of vehicles. So if you're trying to look for a nice new Tesla, uh, that might be a time to take a look at that just as a heads up. Um, another one is, uh, and this one's from CNBC, uh, Google announces 100,000 scholarships for online certifications in data analytics, project management, and UX. So, I if you're looking into those kind of fields and stuff like that, and maybe you want to look for a certification from them, I would keep an eye out from that.
0: That's this... really cool of Google. So, they just want to <laughs> enroll more people into, I guess, design and project management type of stuff.
1: Uh, I guess so, yeah, but I think it's just kind of cool to keep keep an eye on, especially if you're, like, trying to go into those kind of
0: pathways and get started in those fields. Yeah, well, I'll definitely link all the useful articles and whatnot and stupid memes uh, below, um, so don't worry about that. If you want to check it out, just check in the description below of this episode. <laughs>
1: Yeah, comments. If you're an ass or titties person, clearly no. Actually, don't, because I think YouTube might be upset with that.
0: <laughs> just, uh, just use an emoji, a plant, an eggplant emoji, or a peach. I think I think that should be fine. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody. Hey, well, eggplant is for the other part, though. Oh my bad. Uh, what? Okay, wait. So if you have, what is what is good for boobs? I don't know, boobs. Um, melon. Melons. Oh, melon. There you go. There yeah. You go. There you go. See that that shows how often I use uh that emoji. Um. What is this one you have posted from? Oh, I'm sorry. Were you finished with the news portion?
1: Uh, yeah. That was like just kind of. I don't know. I think kind of significant ones, especially in the tech side. where yeah, there's more online certifications presented by Google, and the fact that uh, Tesla is dropping their price down.
0: I really do like that. Um, electric vehicles are—you uh, do get some. Uh, what do you call government uh, benefits? Uh, while well, while they while they still offer them as kind of um, yeah. niche cars, I guess you know EV cars. Um, if, I,
1: if I remember correctly, Tesla. Electric. I don't think it's too much from federal tax cuts. I I have to look that one up again. I think they, theirs just kind of dropped down a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's just because of how many cars they've produced so far, yeah. So, I I look that one up, but yeah, it's they still get a lot of benefits from state, like local state stuff, and you can look that up on their website too. Like, what benefits you get, uh, per state,
0: yeah. It's all it it does vary based on your state. And the one thing that I'm curious about for Hawaii is that if you do own a model Y, X, or whatever, one of these EVs, um, the weight is often really. Uh, high for these cars because of the battery cells in the uh, in the base of the flooring of the cars, and uh, all the stuff, of course, on top. But for that, what they call the skate, um, for that panel of batteries, um, that's what really adds to the weight. So for registration, I wonder what type of like vehicle weight registration we're talking, and what you're going to be paying for that.
1: I mean, it depends because maybe that's the other incentive too is that they don't, uh, they might put it under a different bracket or something
0: oh yeah be just because maybe reducing emissions costs oh that'd be really cool
1: yeah that'd be something else to look into also
0: definitely um yeah I, I would love to just on like i guess anecdotally like seeing the the shift to evs and seeing more companies take that route is really cool um and i can't wait for level five autonomy that is still kind of a sci-fi wet dream right now, but it, it's definitely possible with a neural net that's getting as good as Tesla's. Um, so I look didn't forward to Tesla, that.
1: Didn't didn't Elon announce that they're like pretty much close to level five for some? Yeah, I, like I,
0: I heard you mention that, but I didn't see anything on it yet. Um, I don't know if you wanted to like link an article or anything about that, but uh, not should have when I saw it. Oh, that's when, okay. We can get more into that later or maybe for a future episode, but, um, yeah, wait, they, they were projecting and within like what sort of time frame of reaching that level.
1: I, again, I, I saw it in passing. I didn't actually like go
0: through the link. Ah, shucks. Okay. that be, I would love to cover that sometime though, too. Um, as far as I think we have that one more meme in the, that you just shared in the, what do you call in our chat yeah what is this one i'm gonna like just i'm just gonna open it right now and then see what see what it is
1: oh yeah it's dumb it's dumb i thought you might enjoy it it's dumb
0: okay so there's a dude (laughs) did a moose just scare a guy off of his bike
1: yeah i can't tell if the dude (laughs) was trying to defend himself by yelling at the moose or what oh wait
0: I didn't have audio on. Let me just play that again. It's only 10 seconds. Is that the sound of moose makes? I
1: don't know if that's the sound of the moose or the dude yelling, but either way, it's kind of ridiculous.
0: I'm going to look up the sound of a moose right now. Let's let's get a definitive uh, take on this. Uh, moose sounds. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, my God. Is it really? What? They sound Is like it? some sort of demon. I, I did not know what. Really? They, they do not sound like anything I would have thought would come from nature. <laughs> um. Wow. That, that sounds concerning. <laughs> Here, you want it? Look, I'll give you the moose sound. Here, check out the moose yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> See, this give would me, be... This would be something that we wouldn't have to deal with if you weren't overseas right now, (laughs) but, um, yeah, we'll definitely still be, uh, trying to set up the show, um, for when you come back and get things uh, better set up for in-person conversations. Uh, are you, are you listening to the sultry sounds of the moose? I think he... It's like a lot of yelling at it. It almost seems like they're just yelling at each other, like. Uh. But if, if <laughs> wow, I guess you could consider it like maybe they're just kind of like lazily yelling. But the, it sounds like okay. If you were roaming the forest and you were hunting or whatever, um, and you weren't hunting for a moose, but you heard that call, would you not totally, like you know, book it?
1: <laughs> I mean, it depends. How close is that fucker?
0: I don't know, but you know what? I'm not a fan <laughs> of slow-approaching noises. Uh, yeah,
1: N- neither am I a fan of fast-approaching noises
0: either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if something's like... I don't like that like uh, kind of thick thumping sound, and it goes like... Doo-doon, 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 and it's just building up that pace, and it's like, oh, God, I got to get out of here.
1: But that's, what the good time, that's
0: where the good times roll. That reminds me of that other meme where it's like run dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's slow silence to the to the drop yeah um but that's
1: right before' the, right before the
0: reckoning yeah of that booty uh that's all I had for today's show really wow oh shoot I wasn't even paying attention to the record time we just passed an hour um I hope that was uh okay it seems like you know you know what start first starting off with the episode i was really down um and i was like man i don't know if today would be a good day to do this but like freaking just talking about stuff happening sometimes really does help and um (laughs) not focusing on just like uh you know all of the really like crappy stuff going on just uh it's too much at times um yeah yeah but uh do you want to call it now babe that, that's up to you uh, well you know what I got my tea and I feel better so I think um, yeah I think that's been a show guys I uh, hope you guys take care I've been your host Theo and I've been the co-host the grand old Blargo we're the same age babe I'm oh. si- I'm, I'm
1: Never mind, I'm, I'm
0: okay. Well, actually, no, it was recently your birthday, um, and he, you're 26 now, so that makes me almost 26. I'm not 26 yet.
1: Almost, and 26 are two different things, so.
0: Wow, okay. Um, I <laughs> guess, but does that, does two, three months make you grand and wise? I guess that makes you wiser uh, than me anyway.
1: I mean, that makes you grand and wise by like three months, but that's not really much of a difference, no, is it? <laughs>
0: I will wait three months and then I'll be as wise as you are now, babe. Um, I mean I guess. It's it's it is not any better. Shower me with your wisdom. Or I could, you know, I could just use a hug. That'd uh, be nice.
1: Yeah, hugs hugs are good too. It's <laughs> cake. It's always been about the cake, babe. It's always been about
0: the cake. You can't you can't get away from it. Cake is life. Cake is truth.
1: Yeah, cake is no longer a lie, it's truth. You cut into anything, it's cake. It's the truth. It's a piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> okay, I think that was my last brain cell. Um, we'll see you guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. And a huge shout-out to my Patreon supporters, starting with the Patreon pups, Adrian Eves, Ben Campbell, Damian Adam, knock 82562, Kodavir, Michael Draws, Rodwuff, The 78 and Tyler Green. Next up we have the official Good Boy supporters, Archon Inu, Bryce, Francis Booth, Howler, Jason, and OK Dougal. And thank you so much and much love to my top dog patrons, starting with Artorias Nightwalker, Barky, Damon, Ella Raira, Ferris, Hattie, Jay Wolf, and Yoru Panda Wolf. Thank you so much guys for supporting me. And if you want to check out more of my content and see what I'm up to, you can check out my Twitter at Shikokubo or my FA where I post a lot of my work at Shikokubo.